Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I forgot to say. <laughs> I'm gay. I was waiting for you then. Uh, and this this week we're looking at season five, episode eight, desperately seeking closure, in which Frasier tries to come to terms with the end of relationship that he thought had it all. Key, have you ever been to a deposition in your position as a lawyer? And is this something you'd ever go to? Probably a different area of law, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. It could be that we call it a different thing in the UK. I've certainly never been to what I've never been to anything that I would call a deposition. Mm-hmm. What what might um, it be called here? So, I mean, just googling it, deposition in the law of the United States or in Canada involves the taking of sworn out of court oral testimony of witnesses that may be reduced to a, a written transcript for later use in court or for discovery purposes. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think we really have an equivalent, actually. I don't think... Really? Um, I know, thought we... for some reason I thought it was like a real staple of like global law, because I know nothing. I, I, I think it's very much an American... Well, a North American concept, I think. Mm. Um, you know, if we were going to be doing... I mean, we take witness statements for use in court, and you might do an affidavit and things like that, but not... And, and sometimes you'll do swears when people do like a... A declaration and stuff like that but um you, i don't think we have a similar concept of a, a deposition in the same way the americans do so mm. it's not a thing that i think if you said deposition to an english lawyer unless it's an area of law that i've just never come across i'm not a, i think if you said depositions they just look at you fairly blankly and like i don't don't you really yeah and remind me what an affidavit is again because i hear that word all the time uh, it's a bit like a witness statement. It's just sworn slightly differently, basically. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. We learn, we live and learn on this podcast. <laughs> um, I was just about to jump into the review. Yeah. But we can talk ourselves into tri- trivia corn a little bit different this week, folks, because I think, I don't know if it's the schedule or, or what, but we haven't been able to get trivia from the trivia masters. And that's not their fault. It's mine because of the way the episodes have come out. So we kind of blindsided them a little bit. So hopefully we'll be, we'll be back at it. It's um, more a trivia cot than a trivia bed that we're talking ourselves into. There you go. It's yes. very much a bassinet. <laughs> um, but I have just quickly whipped up some questions for you, kid. I believe oh, you have some for me. Yeah. Um, and this is old. This is old fashioned. This is like it how is, it used this to is be. The old fashioned. Also, question for you: the old old fashioned, right? As the drink, old fashioned. I absolutely adore. An what old is it? Because someone said to me the other day, "Do you like an old fashioned?" And I was like, "Really." Oh, Okay, so it's bourbon or or yeah. just a type of whiskey over here. Um, yeah. You really you want bourbon, um, bitters. Um, right. You want bitters in it. Usually, some kind of like citrus note. Um, there's usually like a bit of orange in there, orange peel. Or um... it doesn't sound good, mate. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't particularly. I've been on two whiskey tastings now, and I don't like whiskey. You so... don't. Well, an old fashioned is pretty much the one good cocktail with a whiskey in it. Not okay. not the only, but. So if you don't like whiskey, you're not going to like it. Well, but whenever I've drank whiskey, I've been drinking it neat. So I don't. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like it neat. Um, but then if old fashioned is like if you want a bit of mixer in it, it has coke in it as well. Coke. Okay, so it's not too bad. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't have coke in it. Ignore me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think it's coke. But uh, in Dishoom, in gin Paris, and tonic, they don't two go together. Gin and so tonic sure. in Dishoom, the Indian <laughs> yeah. restaurant in town. Yeah, best old fashioned I've ever had in my life there. Really, I think about it daily. It's strange because I think of Dishoom as quite like a lunchtime place. 
Really? Working in the city centre, yeah? It's somewhere you go for lunch. Oh, fashion. my God. The, the evening I went, we sat down at eight, and it was full, and it's a big restaurant, yeah, isn't it? Is it is a big restaurant. We had a 30-minute wait to sit down. Um God. It was and probably one of the best dining experiences I've ever had. Uh, see, I roll right in at noon and no one's there. <laughs> you came in on the noon stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there we are. Okay, so that was one of your questions. Why is an old-fashioned? Oh, um, that's, that's right. Why yeah. did you ask that? Is that in this episode? No, it wasn't a question. I was just genuinely curious. Oh, no, I said old-fashioned about our, our podcast, our quizzing format yes. this week. That's yeah. what. Okay, Key, I'd love to give you the ladies first, have the first question. Oh, thank Thanks for that, <laughs> mate. That's just because you know I'm going to screw up your question. <laughs> um, okay, who staged a mock fight in this episode? Oh, I know Donna Karen ran in to split it up. Yes. And he nearly spilled his toddy on Puff Daddy. Um, Jack Nicholson. Yes. And... Jack Nicholson. Can can I have a clue? Um, I don't think you would recognise this person in the UK. They're more of a, they're very much an American figure, and I put them in the news industry. Mm. It's not, it's not right. But I would say David Letterman. Uh, no, I think it is. Um, it's either John or Tom. It's Tom Brokaw. I don't know who that is actually. I think it's Tom Broke. Oh, um, I thought it was someone else, and it's not the person I thought it was. Right. Um, apparently, it's a he's known as an American retired network television journalist and author. He was the first co-anchor of the Today Show, and then he was the anchor of NBC Nightly News for twenty-two years. Oh, okay, he's a pretty big, big cheese. Then I thought he was the guy in Marge Be Not Proud because I thought that was a guy called Brokaw, and I thought it was the same guy, but it's clearly not. Yeah. That's a good episode. Is that Bone Storm? Yeah, Bone Storm. Bound in Bone Storm or go to hell. (laughs) That's a good F. Okay. Question one from my match, Um, And I've already fallen at your hurdle. What coffee does Frasier order when he joins Niles? Oh, my God. You were so quick. (laughs) I thought you might, oh, after all that faff at the beginning, maybe he orders something long-winded. But I'd tell you what I did consider as a question, and I thought it'd be too harsh. Um was how many times um, do we hear something repeated in Nervosa? Oh. And it, I would have tried to throw you off on the basis that the first time you hear everything said, it's not repeated, so that doesn't count. Mm. So, for instance, Niles' order would be twice. Yes. Yeah, than, yeah, and yeah. I thought you'd fall into the trap of going, oh, three times, because you hear it three times. I love that you've been thinking about how you can trap me. That's oh, really right, nice, man. Really you. benevolent of you. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Martin Crane's wife is a formal what? Miss. Washington? Correct, I'm under, yes. Yes, I'll have a question about the late Martin Crane view as well, which might be easier, I don't know. Okay. Um, Where is the party? Um, I think this must be a, a oh, reference to the party at the end that they're going to. Um, what? I haven't written any answers to these. <laughs> what? Um, oh, do you mean the party in London that they're going to? Oh, sorry, yeah, Who? Who? whose house they're going to. I think in London. So I know the actor, and now I'm going to embarrass myself by not knowing what he was in. I think it's Alec Guinness. Yes, it is Alec Guinness. And was he in Star Wars? He was Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, I thought so. Yeah, in the original trilogy. There yeah. we go. Well done, Kay. Thank you. Okay, third and final question from me. Mm. Um, what does Judy present? Oh, not the Arts and Crafts Hour. 
It is the arts and crafts. Somewhere. Oh, yes. there we go. Or it's the not... arts and crafts. Yeah, arts and crafts. That's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad Thank you. So where is the secret entrance, the, the Cigar Valance VIP? It's actually in the dry cleaners next door. Yes, it is. I knew yeah. these questions were too easy. <laughs> I have quickly whipped up a, another fourth one if you if you would so dare to be tested. Yeah, let's go for it. I'll probably get it wrong. But that's How it. old was the late Martin Crane? Oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, damn, I thought you might have this. Um, 76. He was 58. Wow, 58. Because that's why Martin's like, damn, it's you know, no no age at all, sort of thing. Um, but there you go. Thank you. Thank you for your questions, Kayla. It's strange. It's honestly it's so weird going back to the old fashioned. It is, man. I miss I miss the safety net of the others who one (laughs) compose much better questions than we do, but you know, I just miss their presence. Uh animation watch key this week. Tell me what it was. I think it was a crescent moon, and I think we had that last week. We did, because um, you said Bad Moon Rising, didn't you? Um, yeah, I made a joke. It was very, very amusing. It definitely got chuckles from at least three of our listeners. Yes, you did. You made a little jape, one of your classic japes. <laughs> um, but yeah, double. maybe this is to signal it's a two-parter? or Maybe. Would it not have been better to have the moon already up and then setting? Because it's on their relationship. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Um, Although I suppose that works better with a sun than a moon. Um, mm. When the moon sets, it means the sun is coming up, does it not? But you could have a moon rise and a, a moon set. Yes. Um, I think I think I like that. The new process at Nervosa, to mm. me, don't really ever see this working. Why do they need to shout them out? Um, it's, I, um, in what way is this different to the previous system and how would it make it quicker? It is, it's because of the power of repetition. You remember things. Okay, it's it's yeah. not just a, a method of getting from the counter to the woman on the steamer behind them. Yeah, it could be, mate. I'm going to be honest. Um, that's also a possibility. That's also you a know, possibility. I've thought about it. There's lots of um, there's lots of different ways of making coffee. Um, <laughs> in comparison, only one way of making tea. Okay, that's why you don't see any tea shops because is true. We perfected that a long time ago. Um, that's very true. Yeah, but are, like, you, are you are you a coffee man? Do you enjoy a, a like no. a proper coffee? No really and i really don't understand i used to like tea and i say i like tea i drank it in social settings i didn't really like it um but what happened was is that now you go into like coffee shops and you can't just get tea anymore because they look at you like you're a weirdo but you can't just order coffee if you go into a coffee shop and you're gonna get a coffee please they look at you like you're an alien like you've not given them enough information you know what I mean? You can it's get like, tea in a coffee like, shop it's like going up to like a hospital and saying oh yeah i'm from birmingham and they're like i'm trying to find a guy from birmingham like they they want more information. It's the same at a coffee shop when you ask for coffee. Okay. They want more information. They want a hot, lot, lappy, locky chino. You know what I mean? Like that, I'd, that I'd drink that. Famous combination. You can get a tea at a coffee shop. They no, they look, they look, you look weird. Everyone else is ordering like these like things with like little like acorns. I don't know. I think they're acorns or they're leaves or there's some kind of foam on top. And you come out with like your, your saucer of tea <laughs> looking like a weirdo. The latte art. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a caramel latte uh, last Saturday and I had one the previous Saturday as well whilst I was working. It is a so what, game changer. What is that? What is so a it's, caramel it's latte? It's a latte, but they put a couple of pumps of uh, caramel syrup into it. It doesn't sound healthy. It's not, but it's <laughs> absolutely delicious. Like, dude, just think, you could be having a, a millionaire shortbread instead, mate. No, but this is, it's caffeine, it's sweet, it's like putting another battery in me to keep me going on the hard shift at the garden centre, you know what I'm saying? God. Um, so, really, I'll give you one of them and you'll, you'll change your tune. It's practically a pudding. 
<laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> it inflames my stomach lining. I was just about to say next bullet point inflames your stomach lining. Does anything yeah. actually inflame your stomach lining or are you pretty, you know, okay? I, I, I say this as someone with a partner who pretty much everything inflames the stomach lining. So <laughs> I'm sure she's delighted you're announcing this. I'm sure she is. Um, I genuinely, having lived off tins of sausage and beans for years, um, I don't, I think my stomach is pretty much impervious to anything right now. Mm. I think I could eat plutonium. And, and, you, and you just kind of keep it as a warmth in your belly. Yeah, pretty much. I might have a mild glow. Mild glow. Um, but beyond that, I think I think my stomach could handle it quite well. And fluorescent phlegm or something. But other than that. Oh, that's that's nice, isn't it? Fluorescent phlegm. That's the name of a cocktail. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a nice alliteration. Although <laughs> they start with different letters, but nevertheless. Um, um, but do you like the joke? Do you like the whole repetition? Or does it just irritate you? Oh, it irritates me until we have the inflamed stomach lining, which kind of seals the, the caps it off for me, which I think is yeah. good. Why are you not particularly a fan? I'm just, I'm very yeah on it. Mm. Like, I, I don't really mind. It doesn't irritate me, but at the same time, I wasn't laughing at it. I was just like, okay, well, this is happening. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a similar position. It's a bit like when my bus is late, you know, I'm not angry because I'm used to it, but at the same time, it's, this is happening. I've just got to live with it. I'm getting the bus tomorrow from New Street. Well, that's big. What bus are you getting? The 35. You get there, people. Okay, we'll we'll be on the 35. I will tomorrow. be on the 35. I get it every Tuesday to uh, my teacher training headquarters oh, nice. um, in Kings Heath. And yeah, it was late last week and then got stuck in traffic on the oh, way. Actually, do you mind if I give a quick shout out to someone? Um, yeah, so Steve Gomez. It is not Steve. It is Steve Gomez. I'm, I'm afraid she's like you need to oh. give a, a shout out to someone called a Steve Gomez. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, I was going to do a shout out before before I left the podcast temporarily. Uh, I think I did a shout out for someone, and I think we lost the start of the episode, and therefore the shout out got lost. Um, I don't remember, but go for it. But anyway, a friend of mine is in a band called Taze and the Drolls, um, who are playing in Kozel in a few weeks on the 19th of November. Um, I will be there. Will may be there. He's amazing. I may be there. Um, but listen, uh, if if you like, they're very very good, very strong band. Uh, if you're in the Coastal area, they play Kings Heath quite a lot. Heron Hounds. Uh, they're on Spotify. I would highly recommend them if anyone is into that sort of thing. So if you like music, check out Taze and the Drolls. It's a Saturday bands. evening. It is a Saturday evening. And what time are doors? I think it's either half seven or eight. That works for me because I could probably, if Charles ran that weekend, I mm. can get home from Malbix. I finish at six, mm. shower, eat, yeah, go. And just rock up and see Taze and the Jaws. Yeah, we, I could, you know, meet you for a little beer. You could say hello to Charles. We watch a bit of music. Yeah, could be, be nice. Yeah. If anyone's in the area, yeah, you know, come on, come on down, come, come, come on down. Don't maybe talk to us about the podcast while the music's on, but you know, <laughs> other than that, it's uh, there. You go. Uh, is wearing his ski coat in Nervosa. Um, yes. He looks ridiculous. Um, glad that it ends up getting called out because he just looks so stupid. But yeah, I, I think this is a thing that TV shows do quite a lot, actually, of having someone wearing holiday clothing to indicate that they've just come back from holiday yes. as though we're meant to believe they've stepped right off the flight and gone straight to like the local cat. Yeah. 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 Like, because why would he have chosen to come out in the, in the ski coat? You know, it's clearly, mm. it's clearly not cold and that, that he's going to be warm as F. So. Yeah, but when it looks that good, mate, sometimes you just got to tolerate it. Well, I mean, what do you think of the coat? Because I think the red's a bold choice. It's, that's it's quite hideous. a common ski color, I think. Like, it's absolutely hideous. I would not yeah. recommend it. Um, I mean, that's they all wear them indoors. I, exactly. I mean, I say this is someone who doesn't hobnob with the rich or famous and is not 
up on the popular fashion trends. So I don't believe but, that for a second. Okay. But, I mean, that's absolutely not true, mate. I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm still wearing a shirt as a jacket. Okay, nice. a shacket. Yes, you made that joke. I was listening. Um, I don't know what they said about me, but the other day I was listening back to our old episodes, and I was listening to uh, Kisses Sweet and Wine, and you made that same joke. Did I? Yeah, you're like, oh, a shacket. I love a shacket. I don't think, I, I think that is genuinely what they're known as these days, but I will oh, take wow. credit as it as a joke. I love okay. that. But I do think that's what they're called. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you're not a huge fan. No, I'm not a huge fan. No, huge no, I don't, fan. don't think it really works. But I do, what I am a huge fan of is the um, the line of, can I get a dustpan and brush to sweep up all these names? So good. Those so good. Um, um, and yeah, just kind of, yeah, it, I'd be getting so pissed off if I was Niles at this point. Um, yeah. Fraser is laying it on thick. Can, can I just say, well, I, and I know we'll usually do this at the end, but I get the vibe from you. This isn't like your favorite episode. No, it's, it, I don't be, love it. Because it's a bit of a strange one. Usually there's more jokes between us at this stage, but I feel it's a little bit flatter because it, it does feel flatter. The episode is perhaps just a little bit flatter. There's not much to talk about in this episode. That's sad, isn't it? I don't want um, us to have a flat episode. Okay. Well, and this is time for tangents, mate. Time let's, for let's tangents. Try, let's try and pep this up. Okay, right. Okay. right. Work with me. Shake your shoulders a little bit. Okay, there we go. We're moving. Right. We're going on to L'Escalier, the restaurant. Oh, L'Escalier. L'Escalier. Can you tell me what that translates to in French, Kate? Yeah, it means scallops, please. I don't think it does. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think it either means staircase or, or escalator. Um, oh, it's not scallops. So, I'm just thought... gonna... here we go. L'Escalier. It means stairs. Oh, wow. That... Duolingo is not doing it for me, clearly. Can you imagine if you went, babe, I booked a, a table at seven at stairs? Yeah. I think like, that, that's all worked. I reckon that'd be like a popular nightclub routine. Stairs actually could be a, a pop. Yeah. And like, it's, you know, like the MC Escher paintings, where there's staircases going upside down and all no. over the place. You don't, you don't no, know no. crazy stairs. I don't know what you're on about. MC Escher. Okay. Well, What's he, MC Escher? MC Escher was an artist and he had all these like weird paintings, like staircases kind of going to nowhere all over the place. You can have a nightclub that looks like one of them inside called L'Escalier. I tell you what, this is a business idea right here. It is. If anyone um, wants to invest a little seed capital into a startup nightclub in the Kozal area. Um, we don't... Oh, actually, did you see there's a new TV show about Kozal? I've watched bits. Yeah, my, my mom put the first five minutes on, then I turned it off to watch um, Football League highlights, but it, it looked it looked decent. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've been following them on Instagram for a while, and they, they post a lot of content. Um Saying that, I might have unfollowed them because they post too much content. But either way, they're nice guys and they're doing good. They're doing good work. Um, he mentions Meg Ryan uh, mm. that he saw at the party. Now, I recently watched um, Sleepless in when, Seattle. No, I'm ready to watch that one, but I watched the others. You've got Mail and um, When Harry Met Sally. Yes, both of he- which absolutely incredible. Are they? They're unbelievable. Um, wow. They are phenomenally well made. So. Yeah, there's that. Um, have you, are you a fan of any of those films? Um, I've never seen any of those films. The only film I know that I think she's been in was Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. And I only know that because whenever any teacher has taught Cold War and Cuba Missile Crisis to me, they always make the joke of that the only place the Russians wouldn't have been able to hit was Seattle. And then they say, it was certainly Sleepless in Seattle that night. <laughs> and they start laughing. But to be honest with you, if I was in Seattle and that was the only place they weren't going to hit, I'd be sleeping like a baby. Yeah, and me. I would be sleepless. I'd be like, you know, banging <laughs> like, away till the early hours. Good tonight. Um, yeah, what the hell? But uh, yeah, Meg Ryan, National Treasure, and those films are phenomenal. I think everyone listening, most of them will have seen 
probably when Harry met Sally. Uh, has she been in anything in the last 20 years? Oh, she will have been, but I certainly wouldn't be able to speak to that. I think she's someone who, for a lot of people like me, is famous for the Nora Ephron kind of classics. Um, interestingly enough, Sleepers in Seattle has a very large contingent of people that were also in Frasier. Um, David Hyde Pierce is in it. Um, I've not seen. I'm not seen it. So the list is probably quite long, but I'm fairly certain some combo of Dan Butler, Edward Hibbert, or Harriet Harris um, oh, are also in it. Um, Jane Leaves, maybe. She has not been in much in the last twenty years. She has been in a few things, but not many things. Nothing that we'd really know about. Um, not unless you've seen my mom's new boyfriend. Um, is that on the eighteen plus website or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just check. just no it's just a joke about the title sounds it, vaguely it is, pornographic it is a comedy crime film with summer blair meg ryan antonio banderas and colin hanks colin hanks that's weird that she's in yeah. a film with tom hanks's son oh is that his son that's his son oh wow she but was yeah. also yeah. the voice of anastasia in the film anastasia which the disney also, one from the 90s which also has kelsey grammar in it i didn't know that yeah he plays like the big russian white guy wow the one who's friends with John Cusack. There's some connections here. We've managed to somehow yeah. get back from Meg Ryan to Frasier, which is really... It is remarkable. People say that we don't know our tangents, but believe me, we do. Right, what's happening right now? Direct talking relevancy. <laughs> okay, that's what's happening right now. Um, yeah, Frasier's been really over the top when they're in La Scalier. Um, I think he's being very kind of effeminate again, which there's nothing wrong <laughs> with that. I just think that's part of his character arc over these two episodes i find it quite jarring actually because i don't think he's particularly he's very much himself i think in the first scene he's not particularly effeminate but then all of a sudden the way that he's sort of like you whisk me left in my place or something like that it, it becomes a, it's like remarkably effeminate and he's like you know we can recreate it i've got my costume on underneath <laughs> yeah. it's just like you know just dude turn the dials back a hey, little it's uh, seven o'clock mate okay <laughs> just calm it down. let the woman eat man you know he's he's hungry for something else that's she wants man. the crab cakes okay? she does and that's not a euphemism she <laughs> literally just wants what the menu is offering i think she does a very good job of acting here especially facially um in kind of conveying that she's clearly about to you know end this and I, she's just not vibing with with Frasier's insane reminiscences yeah it, it's fairly obvious almost immediately that they're on a mm. very different wavelength between the two of them here it is um, and, and she hits him with the it's not you it's me which I thought might get a laugh track because I, I feel like it's cliche even here um, yeah, it is. but it doesn't get a laugh track so no. presumably Played, it's very serious though. yeah which I'm, I have questions about um, <laughs> it's, it's, what yeah. I have questions about I mean if you're going to dump someone do you take them to such a fancy restaurant and do it I think she's planning on doing it afterwards because she says I don't want to talk about this now but then why on earth would you want to go and have a meal with him why would you want a six course meal with someone you're about to break up with? Like... The taste of Monaco, people. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know you've got a reservation, but God. That's too uh, much. Um, so yeah. I mean, listen, listen, fair play to her. She wants to break up with him in person, and I respect that. I, I do not respect when people, if you're in a long-term relationship, I mean they're together a month, it's not exactly long term, but you're in a long-term relationship, you don't break up with a person face to face, then I am judging you a little bit. Likewise. But, I think um, a lot of people listening would also say the same. But there is a, there is a, I think there is a middle ground between dumping someone via like letter or text 
and having a six-course meal with the person you're about to do. I want to specifically <laughs> dump you after the fourth course of the <laughs> Taste of Monaco tasting menu at the Scalier. Okay? <laughs> the most high-concept <laughs> break I've ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I completely agree. We're back at 1901 now, and Martin and Daphne having breakfast. Just quite a nice little moment, the two of them just enjoying Enjoying a bit of breakfast together, and of course, we learn that the other Martin Crane that yeah. lives somewhere in Seattle has passed on at the uh, the grand old age of fifty eight, which of course is no age at all. Um, nothing like starting the day off jealous of a dead guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and what's interesting actually, I find his age quite interesting because mm. um, if you said to me, multimillionaire, yeah, decorated war hero, wrote a spy novel, is your mind going in a certain direction that he's older than fifty eight? Yeah, my mind is going to Ian Fleming, who wrote James Bond, who was a spy during the Second World War. Mm. Um, but 58 is not the right age. He'd be, he'd be born around, during the Second World War, around that sort of time. He certainly, if he's, he's a war, war hero... He's basically nearly Martin's age. Yeah, no, he's, he's slightly older than Martin, I think. If he's a war hero, I can only think Vietnam. Yeah. Or, think... or Korean like Martin. But surely Korean's too early for him. But but he's older than Martin, and Martin was in Korea. Well, let's just work out the date. He's 58, right? And I reckon Martin is about 50... But this came out, what, 96? No, hang on, hang on, hang on. How old is Martin meant to be? That's a good question. I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm way off it. I'm thinking about John Mahoney in real life at that moment. I think I, Martin must be older than 50. I think, I, think, I think Martin's a lot older. But yes, it must be Vietnam. Because, I mean, Korea was, what, 50 to 53? Okay, there you go. Uh, I know, John Mahoney died when he was 77. Okay, Martin Crane joined, was in... Because okay, so Martin US. Crane is born 1931. Oh, my God. So that would make him, what, 65, 66? Yeah. And he, was, he joined the army at age 19. Yeah. And was in the Korean War. So I am not convinced... That the years stack up here, but I I think Martin Crane deceased must be Vietnam. Martin Crane. I'm willing to go with that. Yes. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Sound like uh, he had a frigging great life, though. Honestly, Money, he had a brilliant life. You know Money, I mean? an absolute flame of a wife from the yep. sounds of things. Two <laughs> cracking sons, cracking um, sons, following in the in their old lads, uh, old dad's bootstraps. I, I also love that he called one of his sons Mickey Crane. I don't know what it is. I missed something Crane. about it. Love and it. that sounds so much like a baseball player because I'm probably thinking of Mickey Mantle, but yeah. Um, that Mickey Crane is pure. And that's a guy Yankees. you full name him, don't you? You don't oh, call yeah. him Mickey. He's Mickey Crane. He's Mickey Crane. Yeah. You know, especially as, yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, at training, it's, oh, here comes Crane. Yeah. Down the drive. Um, <laughs> you know, Mickey Crane's a good man. But yeah, so we have uh, we have this guy, sadly, dying at the age of 58. Daphne now keeps putting her foot in it when Fraser gets back. Oh, the pictures have arrived from time in Aspen. Oh, you know, oh, she, you know she, she's lovely. She's Such glamorous. Such a catch. Oh, you yeah. broke, we broke up this morning. Uh, waffles, anyone? Orange yeah. juice, anyone? Um, which I do think he's actually played for played for laughs in quite a good way. Um, yeah, but, but that said, listen, if, if someone goes, oh, I just broke up with them, you don't go waffles, anyone. You go, oh, I always hated her. Yeah. You could do so much better. you got to pile in. Yeah, you got to get the barbs out. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. otherwise, what's the point? Um, Martin doles out some sound advice, though, doesn't he? And I think... Good for him trying to just get Frazier to see the light, although he's like, you know, 
So when are you going to go talk to her? Right after my waffles. Yeah, it's um, it's actually it is so wise from from Martin in two ways. One, the the advice he actually initially gives are just mm. move on, forget about her, pretend she's not there anymore, move on with your life is yeah. the right advice to give to Fraser. I think just move on. But then also the wisdom to realize that someone in Fraser's position is not going to listen to that advice is also yeah. very wise. Um, it's, it's been a month. Yeah, it's just, that's not a long amount of it's time. Really not a long amount of time. Like you know, mate, it, this is not. It's not even a Ben and Jerry situation here. No, okay? it's not. Everyone knows that's a six month mark. That's okay? a six month mark. That's yeah. the, that's the six month anniversary. The little chocolate fish. Yeah, from uh, from the yeah. <laughs> I just think I just think yeah, Fraser, get a grip, get a hold of yourself, lad. It's uh, you know, you you date a different woman practically every week. I think you can get over this it, one month long relationship. It, it becomes a worry when the period in which you are mourning the loss of the relationship becomes longer than the relationship itself. Absolutely. That's the stage when you need to start asking questions. Yeah. Then you're like, um, maybe the issue's me here, and I'm just kind of freakishly obsessed with with someone I shouldn't have been. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is. It's not. It's an infatuation, isn't it? It's. It is it's very much not love throughout this episode. Yeah, which we'll get to with Niles' great advice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I just think, Fraser, come on. Uh, Fraser's gone to see her now. Can you remember what he describes the stairs of the courthouse? Oh, isn't it his like um like regular snack place? Or oh, you my lo- local horn or something? Like You're that. so close. Like you found my thinking place. Oh, my um, thinking place. You know, because everyone just goes to think on a set of stairs at City Hall or wherever they are. Um, I, mean, I once got I was barely drunk and I just sat on the stairs over an overpass for about three hours watching the world go by. Oh and let me God. tell you. It was good, man. I really did some good thoughts. If I if someone was with you, that's fine. But on someone your own. Was, I, Someone was with me, right? And we were both just like sit there thinking thoughts, looking at an overpass to the point where the local like druggies and all that came by and they were scared of us. Wow. <laughs> they were like, what are these guys doing? Like, just sitting here. It's because you were so unpredictable, you know. That's are, true. They, are they deranged? Um, yeah. Are they going to pull out a knife? Are they going to exactly. jump? You know? um, I, do, I do like a good overpass. Could you, mm. Did you have a good view of a city? Um, yeah, it was all right. I'm in Birmingham. So it's not, okay. there's not many good views. But, but um, a bit of a bit of a skyline. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Mm, Saw the sun set and come up. So you know, no oh my while. god, you were there a while. <laughs> um so uh, do you think the street that they're on in this scene is an actual street or is it a set? I think it's a set. Because I think the bit where they kind of transition between frontages, it looks loads like a set, but then mm. on the street in front of the townhouses. Looks quite like a real street. So I was really struggling to think what this might be, um, but my my vote was was initially was set. Yeah, I, I think set. I mean, that was the first thing that jumped at me was set. I mean, I didn't look at it that closely. That I, I I'm happy to be corrected. Um, but yeah, I just I think, think maybe Corey will get to the bottom of that one. I just think. Listen, I think I don't want to jump ahead, but at this like it's very flat this episode isn't it like mm. generally speaking like the whole sam and i do not care about sam that is the problem with this episode there is yeah. nothing invested in it for me i would actually really liked an episode where fraser really cared about someone you built a relationship over a long period of time and then you torn it apart and even like tear it apart in a circumstance where there's no explanation and he becomes really over analytical and questions everything mm. i think that would be a really good insightful psychological episode of fraser really questioning his identity who he is what his mistakes are what his flaws are and then coming to realize actually what his good points are as well and things like mm. that i'd have really liked that as an episode 
it just doesn't work when we've known Sam for a grand total of 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And she's not even been particularly likable in those 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, I don't think so. Um, And so it just ends up as a really weird episode. And I really struggle with Sam as a character because I don't even know what her personality traits are because in some ways she's so standoffish and aloof and dominant. And in other ways, she's almost like a, a schoolgirl. Like, in the yeah. first episode, when he says, oh, Sam, and she jumps back and says, oh, yes, I'd love to go up with you. you have to- and we have the exact same thing happen at the end of this episode. Yeah, it's just like two completely different personality shifts. Just like buttressed between this entirely different character. It's just a really strange character. It's a strange episode and a strange character, is my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> should, we just, should we just end the recording now? Um, <laughs> I, I was realised that halfway through that it's actually pretty brutal. I'm meant to be a fan podcast, so that's no, really no, remarkable no. in many ways. It's fantastic. I think I think this, I think you know sometimes episodes have got to take the hate, and the further we go in the show, the likelier that's becoming. Um, the guy bumps into Frasier now. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" Well, that's just I don't I, know. I don't know. Um, but you know, yeah, and I agree with you. I just don't think Frasier has been put in a position that warrants this kind of soul-searching and introspection. This this is not an 18-year-old kid who has met a girl for the first time Mm -hmm. and he thinks it's everything. Like, this is a grown man who's going into this with his eyes wide open, who's been married, who's got a kid, he's been through a divorce, he understands heartache. Um, And I just find it really weird that, you know, this isn't like the first love of his life has jilted him. This is a woman he met a month ago it's just a really strange reaction. And I think the end of the episode is quite strange as well. I mean, we'll get there when we get there, but mm. the the 180 in terms of his personality shift towards her, it's just kind of baffling to me. Yeah, they both go through a big U-turn. I'm yeah. Whiplashed. Uh, Martin's lost the remote. He says they should uh, make one with some sort of sensor, yes. um, some kind of sensor, which I think is a great idea. Um it should beep if it goes too far away or maybe there's a button you press on the tv that makes so i know on the sky q box which we have downstairs which i didn't realize if you press the q the remote makes a noise that's good and it's to find it um what what i would quite like is a remote that plays a random song whenever you've lost it like you can press a button on your phone and it will just start putting out disco lights and playing a random song. But not any random That's song. That's high concept. Flamboyant songs. <laughs> Flamboyant. So like, like Staying Alive, It's Raining Men. Um, Why, can I ask? I don't know. Okay, just go big or go home. You it's just want your rem- the remotes in your life to kind of give you some joy. Yeah. Are you someone who's got like six remotes in the living room? Or, it's f- or are you forgivingly you know, concise with how many remotes you need. I have. In my living room, I've got three remotes and I've got two in my bedroom. That's too many remotes. So I've got a a remote for the main TV, a remote for the fire stick, and I've got like a little Bluetooth speaker, which I never use, but I do have a remote for it. And then the two in your bedroom are for... TV and fire stick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just think, I mean, I I think it's Charles' house. They're all black, I should say. Every single one of them is black. The furniture's black. You're going to lose them. It's a, it's a bloody awful situation. At Charles' house, there's one for the TV, there's one for the fire stick, there's one for the virgin box, there's one for the sound bar, there's one for the DVD player. 
But it's still um, a DVD player. Yeah, I know. That's bold. What about um, VHS? Which the, no, they no, they <laughs> might actually. Um, <laughs> they do. They do still watch DVDs, um, which is which is nice. They're quite a big film family. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I, I'm sitting there sometimes. I'm like, this is insane. Like, is it know, still coming up with a fact copyright? Like copyright theft. Oh my god! That, do you remember fact? that creepy guy in like the forge? <laughs> Would oh, you steal a cart? Oh, you wouldn't steal a baby. Um, <laughs> that I was that of the IT crowd. It was, wasn't it? You wouldn't steal a policeman hat and then go to the toilet <laughs> um that used to kill me but yeah it's interesting that he doesn't think of a remote that could vibrate which is a perfectly good idea he thinks of one that will give off some kind of purple smoke some kind of flare system <laughs> I love it. um in in his words which i just think impractical but would you find the remote hell yeah yeah you would yeah, it does you- the job it and does- tell you what you can guarantee there is a niche market for that there are people buying that They'll, they'll take them to football games and they'll just yeah. start going, you know, the ultras will be taking their sky remotes. Um, Roz arrives now and Frasier, you know, immediately asking her and she thinks, you know, no, I don't know why Sam broke up with you. Just like Gil and Bulldog and whatever her name is from Arts and Crafts, didn't Dude, know. Yeah. The delivery just, the delivery of that kills me. The thing is, I would genuinely feel really sorry for Frasier if I was invested in this relationship because these mm-hmm. are legitimate questions to ask. And oh, it's yeah. natural to become over-analytical and a bit self-obsessed and things like that when you're in this situation. Yeah, but everyone is, starts questioning, oh, God, I should have done that differently or was yeah. this the issue? And, but, and, and you I've start questioning it. yourself as a person. But the yeah. problem is... Is it doesn't work when you've only known the woman for a month? Yeah, like that's why it's ever so full. You probably what? had six conversations. You can I, probably remember them verbatim. I would genuinely have loved them to have been brave enough as a show to have had a female character where they've kept her on for a season, a full season, really built it up. Made everyone think this is the one, this is going to happen, and then overnight she just goes, "No, nope, not interested." Moving away, and have like a real, real character crisis of Frasier and get really into it psychologically and just have someone who everyone thought was going to be the main character actually just mm. say, no, I'm not interested. And have have that whole psychological exploration of him as a character because this episode, this feels like a two-part episode. They went, yeah, we'll do a two-parter. They got to the end of part one. They didn't know what they wanted to do. They wanted to get rid of Sam, but they didn't know how and they didn't have an episode is what it feels like. And there's a couple of good moments in this episode, but so much of it just... I mean, the, when I say good moments, I just think this next bit's really nice, the bit with the where he's tell me what you find unlovable. Oh, this is never a good idea. I, do you not think? I mean, in, in real life, it's not a good idea. That's what I mean. I feel yeah. like he, he, he's, he's, he's doing the wrong thing here. Yeah. But I do love the way Fraser says, find so unlovable. <laughs> yeah, it's a unlovable it's um, like a little puppy dog who's in care. the way he delivers a lot it's like tad loquacious <laughs> pretentious already got that one dad underline <laughs> it um which I, for me is the best line of the episode though. i think uh, it is underline it just yeah. john mahoney's just kind of yeah nonplussed delivery there um yeah i mean what is the biggest stickler for you if you were to pick one word to contribute to that list um i think it would probably be it probably would be that no, not the pretentious. Yeah, I was think, gonna say pretentious. I I'm trying to think in one word, the yeah. um maybe no, it's not arrogant because I don't think he's arrogant. I would say almost egotistical. I think it's that it, it, it's it, the, that kind of tendency of people who always think they're right, who you never ever want to take to a pub quiz or something. Yeah. That's that personality, but I can't think elegantly enough of a 
of a word to do, but that is what i would contribute to his list i think yeah he does always think he's right I think um, he's a bit of a narcissist i think yeah an individual yeah um, um but it's weird because he also is deeply empathetic about others he's a very nice narcissist mm, he is yeah. i could i could have a beer with this narcissist yeah i'd have a beard with him yeah um so oh they're on about the ros expressway now because ros mm. is like i've been down this road so many times Nars says, I've heard that phrase before, but in a slightly different context. Yeah. Is this a very naughty euphemism? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, when he says expressway, does he mean. Mm. Okay. Okay. That is the impression I got. Listeners, we're kind of nodding at each other with our <laughs> eyebrows raised. Um, I'm sure all of you can also join us if we you know reaching the conclusion that we have. But um, I also agree here that you can't change yourself as someone else. Um, there's always compromise, though. Um, people who are like, oh, I'm not changing anything about me. You just got to take me as I am. I've I've had to change who I am, and everyone has to at some point because yeah. it's just you know that's relationships about compromise. Um, I think it's unreasonable to to say that you can't. But yeah, I think really you know you are who you are. Yeah, and I mean, someone will appreciate that. There's there's a difference between changing who you are and changing the minor little things and minor little details about you. If you're a bit of a slob and your partner tells you to clean up a bit more, change that. Change yeah. who you are a little bit. That's but possible. That's change. doable. It's easy. Don't change your core principles as who mm. you are, because all you end up doing is you'll dis you'll you'll end up putting on an act and you'll dislike who you are, and yeah. ultimately that's only going to breed resentment for the other person because yeah. they're the person making you be like that. So I think you can't change who you are, but you can work on your flaws and there's a difference between the two. Absolutely. Unless you are like a serial killer who's de- deeply corrupted at his soul, in which case your flaws are who you are. So just And if you're listening to this, please turn yourself in at the nearest police station. Um, but no, well said, and I completely agree. And I'd be interested to hear from listeners about whether they've ever had to change or compromise on certain things and whether that worked or didn't work for them. I'll tell you what, mate, I'm going to be honest, doing this, I feel like me and you could do like a, a Frasier episode where we people call in with their problems and we just start... I'd like advice. that. I'd I mean, like that. I'm a, I think we'd we'd have to have early. the biggest disclaimer in the world at the, be- <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. And also, I think we'd have to be very clear that neither of us... We may have both made a lot of mistakes, and I still make mistakes on an almost minutely basis, so yeah. I'm not the person to take advice from in any way, shape or form. Likewise. But that said, it would be fun. So, I think it, I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun if, as long as people came to us with kind of medium stakes problems. Yes. Um, if they were really high stakes and we were just like, oh my god, I, yeah. I, I, like I'm help. in a bank, I've got a gun, and I might open fire. Like, okay, well maybe yeah, you like, actually call someone else, mate. I'm um, like, brother, line one, we're about to lose you. Beep. <laughs> um, but there we are. Oh, we're going through a tunnel. See you. <laughs> Um, Eddie's birthday. Can you remember when this was based May on the 7th. May seventh? Uh, where is he? That is the point. I don't think we see Eddie in this entire episode. He's not in the episode. Why do they mention him when he's not even around? That's a strange one. I, um, he must have been ill, or Matilda de Cagney, or whatever that, the name of the trainer is, was was absent. There's got to be a specific reason. Even that he's not just like lying on the sofa or anything like that. He's not in the background at all. Oh. Um, he is not visible whatsoever in any shape or form. So. There must be a, a, spe- a specific reason, I think. Yeah, there must be. There must be. Um, Frasier, I said, I put. She's going to, to di- she's going to dinner at La Scalier again. Yes, again, he, ca- he calls the the voicemail. Yeah, what do you think of these uh, these voicemails? Is it what, of his? Yes. Um, how quickly a whiff becomes a stench. Yes. Um, to quote <laughs> Niles, um, the first one fine. Yeah, I disagree with Niles that the second one carries a whiff. 
I think just saying, oh, I'm at the office, by the way, not home. So if you yeah. do need to get, I forgot to mention that. I think still fine because that's genuinely logistically important. Mm-hmm. The third one, at the office now, don't have <laughs> missed you or whatever. <laughs> it, it, Stepped up, still my mister. <laughs> it gets bad. It gets bad. And the fact that he's dialed into her, her voicemail as well, like how on earth would yeah. he explain away what he did? That's How would he terrifying. get that message about the judge changing to her? Do you have a way of doing things that is like where you're purposely trying to be breezy? Because if I'm purposely trying to be breezy, and people have called me on this when I have like, I've told you that I do BD, so business development. So I go for like lunch with other lawyers and stuff. And uh, I once put in an in a email to another lawyer. I went, should we meet at say eight? And I put say in the email. No way. Um, and and someone over looking over my shoulder. Yeah, that's breezy, mate. Breezy. Um, so what does being breezy mean? I think it's like you're trying to be cool. You're trying to be cool. You don't even care. You know, don't okay. joke. You don't care. Okay. You know, should we meet at say eight? Yeah, like, I'm available then, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I suppose I can make myself available around eight-ish. What would um, be breezy? You know, eight, eight thirty. You know, give yeah. them a time frame yes, because I'm... then that, that's a dick move. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that... anywhere between seven and ten to be your main home at those times. If you give me a time frame, I'm getting there bang on the start of that time yeah, frame. You, so you may like as well have just said eight. Yeah. Um, um, but do you have a breezy lion? Mm, I don't know. I... I think sometimes I'm prone to being breezy. I have a propensity for breeziness. I'm prone to being breezy. I think so. I think yeah. I think I, I think I've got a bit of I, breezy I, bone in my body. I try to be very intense and organised, but sometimes I just can't help it. I'm breezy. Sometimes I'm just breezy. It just comes I'm out. Like, oh, but I got a jacket because there's a breeze around here. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't think I've got a line, but I like the say, and I think I've definitely no. used that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, we record the podcast at say half seven. Say half seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so much breezier then. Yeah, we'll do it at half seven, mate. And you like know, that. I don't think that's uncommon. I think we might have actually done something like that in the past. I might have said that to you. I don't think you've ever texted the words say. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna search our WhatsApp chat. No, I mean our WhatsApp chat is very limited, so it's unlikely there's anything there. But um yeah, so listeners, if you're breezy and you have a catchphrase, we want to hear what it is. Um <laughs> Fraser looks absolutely manic now as he's listening back to the uh to the why he thinks having them listen to them is a good idea. <laughs> that That's mortifying to me. The idea, obviously, he's in, he's in huge denial. But um, I just yeah, okay. how quickly it's, a whiff becomes a stench. It's almost that you he he's wanting them to say, oh, it's not that bad, but it is that bad. I think. So. Um, what this really does remind me of though is the episode of Friends where I think Monica does something very similar. Yeah, she calls someone. Is and it? Then is dials- it? Re- Richard, Richard, and then she dials into his voicemail, deletes the messages. She does because she knows the code to his voicemail. Yeah, um, and then like she gets caught out because I think like she, I think he's like his daughter or something finds out, and she's like, I "Only called in to delete my own message. That's okay." That's it. Yeah, that's exactly um, happens. This plot is yeah. is definitely in Friends. How do, so how do we feel about that? It, it would be interesting to see which came first out of the two. I don't. I don't know. Is the answer. Uh, let me. I think um, I'm going to find out. So, Friends, Monica, a voicemail. That's season, season three. Um, I think that came before this. It's it's the the one where yeah it will have the one when no one's ready. Season three, episode two. So that's uh, 1996. I think this is this 97. We're on now. 94 was season. No, 93 was season one. So yeah. we're on 98 now. Oh, according to KACL, it is 9th of December, 
Oh, okay. There we go. So, so a year, a year after. So friends came first. Friends did it first. So yeah. credit where it's due. Um, I maybe that's yeah because I did think I did get a bit of deja vu mm. back at this scene. Uh, I love Daphne coming out of the kitchen now. Conceited, different list, <laughs> Daph. Um, because they're they're now saying the thing you know. I- the good things about him. I also love that she doesn't actually add to that other list. <laughs> She's just happy to leave. Oh, conceded. Conceded. See ya. Um, <laughs> so resilient, resourceful. Um, you know, some of the words they give to him, which which are nice. Um, Niles is very good here in mm. smoking out the problem. Um, yeah. We kind of see a little bit of like why he's such a good psychiatrist at this point. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, no, so think, it's love then. I think he's actually almost quite an iconic line of Niles is like, oh, I understand why you're heartbroken. Someone who you perhaps maybe someday down the road possibly could have fallen in love with. I think that's quite iconic. I think it's um, really good. And I think it's actually really telling. It really puts things in perspective. What doesn't work for me is how readily Frasier believes it and goes along with it. But I think Niles' psychology is actually superb. I think it's fantastic. Um, if Frasier wasn't also a psychiatrist, I don't think he's buying this. I think so. I think it's something that it would have to slowly dawn on him. I think mm. I think if someone told you this, you'd be like, no, you're crazy. And then yeah. over the coming months, again, let's pretend they're not in a one-month relationship and it's an actual proper relationship. <laughs> I think you would it would dawn on you over a period of time. Mm. But I think um, as a, a one-month thing, it doesn't work. But I think it would dawn slowly. And if I had done my year-long Sam arc and she suddenly left suddenly... It would be about halfway through the second season. I think you'd have this episode of him coming to terms with it or something like that. Maybe not that far in, maybe five or six episodes, but you'd have that slow burn, I think. Yeah, out. yeah. I think that I think that would have worked. I think that'd be positive. Mm. Um where are we now in the review? Let me remind myself. So she took him to the cigar Valan and they went to a VIP room that we didn't know existed. Yeah. Um, probably the most information we ever get about the cigar Valan in an episode other than our father who's our art ain't heaven where they actually go there um pretty pretty cool to hear about this vip area and uh, where is the decoy vip room uh behind the something machine <laughs> um very specific mate oh god is it like a cat no not a coin uh, machine cigarette machine i think cigarette machine yeah. oh man so presumably when he says decoy, there's not also a room behind there that is a room, but not the VIP room. It's just there's nothing behind the I cigarette machine. I think there's machine. nothing behind there, and it's okay. people just trying the cigarette machine, basically. In which case, I'd put the room behind there, and then people will think, oh, it's the decoy, it's not there. Yeah. But it is there. And in the middle, right, you go into the room, it's all dark. Yes. But then you find the remote with a purple smoke. There it is. And you <laughs> know your home. Yeah. You know you found your place. Um, Niall says that Frasier yearns to run with the cool kids and always has his yeah, one day one on the football day. team. Yeah. That's you know, it reminds me of when I played cricket briefly in my village. I've said this on the podcast before, I think. And I just yeah. stood, I went to training there one day and I just kind of stood apart from the other kids because they all knew each other and got on and I wasn't really their friend. Oh, this is so sad. And I kind of sat on my own and I was like, I really don't want to be here. I'm literally a hundred yards from my house and I just don't want to be here. And I never really got involved or included. Um, and I had a friend who was like five years younger than me in like the kids section. Mm. And one of the adults just came up to me and I was like, listen, kid, just want to go play with your friend. And I was like, yeah, please. And I, just, I just went and played with him in the, in the kids. Mom. How old were you? 
I reckon that's probably about 11. Okay. I, I don't know why. I, you were talking about the adults, girl. I thought you were like 20. <laughs> what were they going? Come on, kid. You want to go blow your, you want to go blow your bread? Um, yeah, I reckon I was probably 11. So probably old oh. enough to, to, to not be such a little weed, but, you know, a little weed. I just love, though, the reason you probably got kicked off the team is that you were just sat away from everyone else while you were meant to be fielding. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, like, they were kind of, like, lining up to bowl at someone, and I was just kind of, like, standing away from the line because they were all having a vibe and a chat. And oh, I get... I always think of you as the life and soul of the party. That's nice. Um yeah. I think maybe maybe I got a lot better socially, but I think when well, you when you talk, even as a kid, like when you were five, when you taught, you were like holding court. Oh, okay, yeah. that's so nice. <laughs> so nice. I think as well, some of the kids that went there used to get the bus near me to school, and yeah. they used to just kind of say things as I walked past. I don't think they were very nice kids. Oh, okay, I got the impression that they were probably bullies, yeah. um, and I knew that, and I was there thinking, I don't want to. But I don't want to play cricket with you guys. You just walk in Basco. Conceded. Yeah, conceded. So needless to say, I think I did go to a couple of games, um, yeah. a, a, an away game in Dorridge. Um, and that's not that far. I don't know why I said it like it's far. <laughs> um, it's pretty close. But uh, yeah, I, I was bowled out for a duck. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've never, ever in my life sat stood at a pair of stumps in cricket keeping you know cricket gear yeah. uh, facing an actual bowler and they thought it was it was okay to put me out there batting um i've, I've never ever <laughs> batted in my life um i don't know what they... like training no I, I went to like two training sessions <laughs> well, that's how you are going to do any good or not you have to throw them in the water see they, they stuck me in the freaking a team <laughs> after no after, you know, barely playing you must have been good when you were sat out in the field right honestly the moral of the story is you know if you're a sad kid who doesn't want to go to sports camp or whatever you've got a friend in me I mean, it's got to be said. I mean, I was looking at Ashes tickets earlier today, and I was like, maybe we'll have to go to the Ashes. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> you think it's going to No, it's, it's Scarlett, man. <laughs> so, where, where would we see the Ashes at Edgebaston? Yeah, but I mean, it is 85 quid a ticket. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I was like, mm. uh, that would have been sick. However, it's I pricey, barely got any money these yeah, days. Exactly. Um, um, uh, hopefully, from next year, I'll have a job. Um, yeah currently don't because i'm training to be a teacher if anyone listening doesn't realize and they don't pay you shit if you want to learn english the most important subject in the world um there we go there's a lot of french people out there disagree yeah. <laughs> a lot of mandarin teachers out there as well <laughs> okay in the uk <laughs> i stand by it's not a scientist trying to cure cancer out there disagree. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me quote dead poets society isn't isn't maths the universal language <laughs> Well, listen here, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, Niles, at least you're deep enough to realise you're shallow. A really beautiful yes. line here. Um, yeah. I don't know what you kind of call that, a bit of an oxymoron. It, but... It's almost like the line, um, you know, if you if you if you wonder if you're insane, you're sane enough to wonder. Ah. Um, but I Basically Niles... say insane people never for a moment consider there's something wrong with them. Yeah, and I think shallow people probably never consider that they're shallow. I agree. I agree. Um, Do deep people ever consider that the deep? deep? <laughs> Don't you hate it when bad things having a good sense? <laughs> um, I, I think know. they do. I think deep people probably ponder whether they're deep or not, or whether they're shallow, actually. Mm, you think um, that's mostly the preoccupation, whether they're deep enough? Yeah. 
Because mm. I ponder whether I'm shallow. I so, think everyone's shallow. Yeah. Not everyone, but I mean, I'm 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 vain. I look in the mirror before I go out. I care what I look like. Oh, and your hair looks that good, mate. Okay, you would. Listen, lad. This needs a trim. Okay, this is this is looking good. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely vain in that in that respect, yeah. but not but I'm not in a way enough. that's. Yeah, I'm vain enough that I spent most of the Zoom call just looking at my own hair and just like playing. Yeah, but hair. you and I both do that. So, <laughs> but like, I don't think either of us do it in a way that's invasive or causes harm to others or that's oh, that's different or abnormal. Yeah, that's true. Me pushing my fringe out of my face is not harmful to others. I don't. Yeah, think. it's not. Yeah. It's not unless you're flicking that bad boy around all kinds Ooh. of ways. You know, <laughs> and then you catch him in my eyes. But I think everyone, I think you need a healthy level of vanity. Otherwise, you don't care how you present it to others. Which, I think that's true. Yeah. I, I know the whole thing is, oh, you shouldn't care what other people think. And largely, that is true. But then also, I care what my colleagues think of me. That like, is the thing. Like, everyone always tells you, oh, don't care what other people think. And then you go for a job interview. Like, oh, you got to wear a suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's extremely important what people think about you at your place of work. Um, yeah. You know, I want my my head of department in my school to think I'm a good teacher and a good person and I'm intelligent and whatever. Um, because otherwise, what am I doing there? Yeah, I could just be any old chump. But I feel like you get to the point where you can just try and make yourself out to be a bit of a maverick, but you have to prove yourself that you can do the basic. You've got mm. to make that good impression first and then you can be a little bit kooky and people are like, yeah, that's him. He did it. Yeah. But it's strange. Yeah, you do that from day one. It ain't working, mate. I've got a very strange sense of humor, and like you know, it, it can be quite childish. It can be quite vulgar. It can be quite surreal. And I think you got to get to know me before that comes well, out. And and I mean, to put into context, I had my national team away day for two days in Norwich last week, mm-hmm. um, in which I wore a, a a firm shirt. So the firm did a charity event a few years ago, and I load of shirts branded with a firm. Slogan, the firm logo, and all that on it. I mean, I tried to get one. Um, I couldn't get a men's shirt, so I got a woman's medium. Nice. Um, which I'm pleased to say kind of fits, kind of doesn't. It's more like a vest than a shirt, but <laughs> for comedic effect. I wore this woman's medium shirt. No one realized I was wearing a proper shirt over the top, so when I was in the office, no one could see it. And then when we all went out to dinner, I just took off my shirt to unveil this woman's medium that I was wearing. And I feel like that's a joke I can get away with three years down the line. Mm. If I'd have done that on day one, I don't think I was getting kept on. Or like, what the hell is this kid doing? That's not appropriate. That, we're, that, we're getting rid of this kid. That much arm. No, don't show that much arms. <laughs> you don't have any arms. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could have been a lawsuit waiting to happen. You know, Honestly, you early doors. what is awful, though, is someone took a photo of me. And because the shirt is that small, my head looks massive. It's like really giant balloon head on this little stick body. <laughs> a balloon head on a stick body. Honestly, I—I I mean, have you got this top to hand? Um, it is in the other room. Yeah, do you want to go get it? I'd love to see it. Um, yeah, I can go get it if you want. To. I would love to see it. <laughs> I would love to see it. if if you have it. I want to see what this top looks like. Don't worry if you can't find it. Okay, Key is going off to get this top, which I mean beggars belief what this must look like on him. But while he does that. I have to let you all in on a little secret, listeners. I didn't actually watch the last 30 seconds or minute or so of this episode because uh, Charlotte's leaving and we're about to go on air. So um, I'm just quickly looking at the KACL script to uh, to have a little look at what actually happened. Um, how unprofessional of me. Okay. I'm, the reason I'm speaking is so that I don't have to edit out any of this silence um, when I come to edit, because my life is so painfully busy at the moment, I barely have time 
to uh, to put this thing out and record it and get key in one place. Um, so if I can fill this with information and speech and words, I won't have to edit it out and you won't have to, uh, to turn off the podcast. Um, I might tell you what I had for dinner this evening. I had a, a vegetable chili. It was delicious. A bit of garlic bread as well. Um, can't really go wrong. Garlic bread, can you? Do you have garlic bread in America? Is it is it the same as we have? So we have like a baguette. It's like a French stick, and you and you put garlic in it. It tastes really delicious. Um, okay. Oh my God! Keys at the top. Oh my God! Oh, how are you doing? Holy <laughs> hell! You were not kidding. That is the <laughs> campus thing I've ever seen. <laughs> when you're in the middle of a bar and you just take your jacket off and you're wearing this. It's um you look like you should be like an 80s music video. Um that is absolutely incredible. Yeah, my head looks so big, doesn't it? It's because it because it looks like your arms are tiny. <laughs> um that's that's incredible. Yeah, that's got a look. That's absolutely incredible. Well, yeah. well, good sport for going and getting it. And I did not expect you to put it on. <laughs> Uh, so I feel very. This is very... the first time I've ever done a wardrobe change in the middle of podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I love yeah. it. Okay, keep that up for the rest of the episode. Oh, thank you. Um, so how? Why didn't the messages delete on on her voicemail because she got oh, them? No, yeah, he deleted them, but she'd already listened to them. Okay, so perfect. she she dialed in that afternoon, listened so that, to. So them. he got out of hot water there because how how feasibly is he going to fix that issue with the judge? How would he um, possibly have given her that information? He's got right up to, hasn't it? He's yeah. going to say, listen, I deleted your messages. Or you just never own up and you blame the secretary. Yeah. That's yeah. the alternative. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever blamed a, a subordinate for something you've done? I don't think I have, actually. I'm quite good at um, like owning up for, for things. Um, I don't know if my secretary listens to this podcast and... There's a very real risk you could dial in and say, no, Kieran's an absolute twat. But um, <laughs> I, I am not aware that I've ever blamed a subordinate. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that, Kay. I've signed yeah. an affidavit. You, know. you, will, you may very well meet my secretary in a few weeks, so you can ask her yourself. Well, she oh, she is the Tay's on the rolls. Yeah, it's her band, she, yeah. she is Tay. She is Tay's, yeah. She is Tay's. So uh, I, may, I may see her in action, yeah. which is exciting. Um, so ultimately, this episode ends with, with Fraser coming clean. But Sam has come to a completely different conclusion, has done yet another U-turn and realises she loves Frasier. And there's another reason I hate this episode, is I hate this trope that is in TV all the time, that you've just got to keep persisting with someone who doesn't like you, and eventually you will win them round. Mm. Um, I think it's it's very harmful, actually. I think it, it does give this idea that, oh, we've well, got to win someone over, you've got to keep going. And I think... Men in particular have this idea that, oh, you shouldn't just give up on someone who doesn't like you. You should keep going, keep trying to win them yeah, over. Yeah. And actually, at some stage, that just becomes harassment. Oh, massively. Um, and I think and... historically, it was always like, oh, get, you know, get the girl. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can, you can win them over. Whereas yeah. now, the line is, if it's a no, brother, start running. Yeah. You know, and, and rightly so. Yeah. But I think even now, I think men, they're almost like, oh, maybe I should go get her some flowers or something. I should do something because... It's almost been, I think, preconditioned into them that actually yeah. they should still be fighting for this, and it's by not fighting that they're going to lose out. But that's absolutely not the case. And um, and like, if you get left yeah. on red, oh, I'm still going to reply to their other story on Instagram two weeks later because maybe they want to talk to me now. You know, it's it's pure denial. Um, yeah. 
and it is it is we're still conditioned to think oh we can we can get them yeah. uh, and i think that's narcissistic because it's it's born out of a kind of you know a, well, why wouldn't a they self, want me a, yeah mean, exactly you've seen this right why i've seen the t-shirt key <laughs> i mean i just i wish there was some way of, of getting a screenshot that wouldn't mortify you forever and considering um, it has the place of work on i can't do I mean, that listen um, this this is doing the rounds around the office a picture of this right now Really? I was once told it was the most innovative marketing strategy in the 21st century. Oh my god! Um, yeah, because so. people at the bar are like, "Wow, this this company sounds like the real." I day. think I want to hire him. Oh no, I've got some some etwads that needs uh, <laughs> etwadding, and uh, this guy looks like he knows what he's doing. Uh, Leslie Stahl has arrived, and like you yes. know, it's like, what kind of sick bastard are you? That <laughs> is a that great. Line. That's a great line. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is the matter with me? Oh, uh, I love every time he's like, "What's the matter with me?" But do you want to call me? Call me. Yeah, like, call me he call can't me. help himself. Honestly, so good, so good. Um, top ten, okay. Uh, it might be my bottom ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's not that bad. Um, but it is nowhere near top ten. It's no. I think. I think you can very much tell by the amount of tangents I've tried to influence into this episode is I don't think this has got much going for it at all. I think there's a couple of funny lines, like the underliner, you what kind of sick bastard are you? Like there's a couple of funny lines. There's one sort of deep moment with the Niles bit, but I don't think it really works because again, you got to read everything in the context of the fact they've only been together for a month. Um, but beyond that, I think this episode actually has very little substance to it. It is boy likes girl, girl doesn't like boy, boy's a bit creepy about it. Um, yeah, and, and I just suddenly don't... girl likes boy again, yeah. Um, but boy doesn't like girl for yeah, unfathomable reasons. It's incredible. Um, and to be quite frank, listen, Frasier, if you really liked her an hour ago and you now seemingly think you don't like her, it's probably worth having another date just to work that out. I think okay? so. Like, because I, I, he, he wasn't just with her because she was famous, mm. you know. He genuinely did. He was infatuated a little bit. Yeah. So, maybe give it another go because now he knows she's. I don't know. I think maybe they're all a bit rash in this episode. Oh, it's all. It's all. Honestly, he's all over the place in this episode. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly a big fan of this. I must be honest. No, no, I'm. I'm not either. Actor pick. Who have you gone for? I think it's actually really tough because. There are so few likable characters in this episode. Mm. Um, purely for the line underline it, I'm going to give it to, to Martin. Um, despite the fact that's one of the only things he does in this episode. I do like that though. Um, but it's a bit left, but I don't particularly like Frasier. He's just too inconsistent as a character to give it to him. Um, Niles is a maybe. I really like the um, the bit of psychology, but I don't like the context of the psychology and how it works when I feel like it shouldn't. Um Frasier has nothing going from. I don't think this episode. Roz and Daphne are I think, barely in it. Roz, Daphne is a little bit, but not a great deal. Um, Lindsay Frost, uh, Sam is not in it enough really to justify it, and I think that is everyone who appears in the episode. So, um, and Leslie Style, well, the wonderful Leslie Style as ever. But um, don't worry, I wasn't giving you a thumbs up there, Kay. I've done it again. Oh, it's was thumbing up my mom. It's um, so hard to tell. No, really, I think you've done the kind of carousel of of, of everyone there in a really good way. Um, I'm going to let you in on a secret. I had put Frasier down, mm. and listening to you, I've actually realised I prefer Niles in this episode. Really, that is interesting. I I prefer Niles. Is is oh, it's love then, and then he's kind of his classic. You know, perhaps sometime down the line, maybe you could love love there. Um, yeah, and, and the and the bit at the beginning as well, the kind of inflames his stomach linings, not flames bad. Flames his stomach lining. Sweet, flames his stomach lining, sweeps up the names into the dustpan, 
yeah, I've come for Niles. Um, I don't think this is. I don't think this episode puts Fraser in a great light. Mm. Um, it's, I mean, always... it's a strange. I don't think it puts him in a bad light per se. When I'm no, talking about men no. being creepy, I'm more about the the concept of of how men have been preconditioned. But I don't think that's necessarily the fault of any individual man. And if a man is going out and buying you flowers and things like that after you've said no, I'm not necessarily having a pop at the guy for doing it. I'm sure in his head he's not being creepy. And I think that actually society and the way they've been preconditioned is actually to blame more so than the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it just comes across as a bit weird. And But in any event, he's just far too all over the place in this episode. From I love her. I love her. Actually, I don't even care. I don't want to see her again. Oh, no, there's that news reporter I like. I want to see her. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a bit all over the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, who's... No. We do Kenny Burling first before Kenny who's crazy anyway. Would you have a six course taster menu meal with him? Would you have the taste of Monaco with Kennedy? Would you let him? I'd pay. Okay. You'd pay. <laughs> Everyone for knows. His, for his big, company alone. Big statement that is, isn't it? I wonder, um, I wonder I wonder if he was gonna take you to a tasting menu. Hmm. What a taste of what? What nation? Venezuela. Oh yeah. Can you name any Venezuelan dishes, Key? The Venezuelan hogwash. Uh, that sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> I wonder no. what the kind of main dish of Venezuela is. Actually, that's it. I have no idea. I, I mean, as I was saying to you recently off air, I went to a six-course by Michelin star restaurant recently. Mm. Um, right, just pass me a dust bit, a dust bear, bad to brush up all these restaurant names. <laughs> um, and I realised that I was just like not posh enough for that place. Like mm. I didn't have a clue what I was eating. I was like, yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, it's all right. It's salty, cheesy. Um, yeah. Cheesy, cheesy. <laughs> you weren't saying what a delectable spread of Fromagian splendor. I remember, like, going, mm, cheesy. What is this? Some kind of cheese? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's uh, correct, sir. It's a Devonshire plotted, matured. Uh, yeah. Wow. And also, when you show up to Michelin star restaurants in this, I mean, you're I not mean, doing too well. Yeah, that's it's not a great look. Um, we should go to some Michelin restaurants. What's What's awful is I genuinely thought it didn't look too bad. I mean. I think I think in the right bar <laughs> in town, and I've got one very specific bar <laughs> slash nightclub in mind. <laughs> you could really look good. Oh, thank um, you, mate. But uh, but any other bar, you might be beaten to death <laughs> for looking outrageous. <laughs> they don't tolerate outrage in uh, in, in Birmingham. Um, no, no, you're a, it's a great look. Okay? Oh, thank I, you, I, think you're, I think you're crossing all kinds of stereotypes and cliches <laughs> when wearing that, and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I feel if Rafa Nadal was in this, everyone would love it. He gets his guns out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, who's anyway? All that remains is to play our beloved word guess game before we go yes. over to a, a very, a very nice listener mail this week. Your word yeah. is repay. 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 Oh, says repay. Repay. Um. Oh, that tea is hot but delicious. Um. He taps and drums his fingers upon his lip. <laughs> you can see a bead of sweat on his a forehead. Bead as he of sweat. I was. Uh, I was trying to. I was talking my way through. Uh, through your absence when you were trying that top on. Um. <laughs> Because I didn't want to have to edit it out for listeners. Well, I didn't want to edit it out for me. So for listeners' okay. sake, I just carried on talking. Oh, um, terrible. They're going to hate it. They're going to hate every minute. <laughs> is it going to be like when your electricity went out and um, and it was just me, like, filibustering? Like, that, was, that was great. 
Uh, okay. Repay. Anyway, free repay. repay. I am going to say it is Frasier. And I'm going to say it's to one of them as they're giving like the names. He's like, oh, thank you. It's so helpful. How can I repay you? Something like that. It's going to be Frasier to a member of the family um, for something that isn't actually particularly nice. But I think he says, how can I repay you? It is Frasier. It's to Niles oh. after he gives him this, the proper advice. And he says, oh, Niles, wow. this has been really helpful. How can I ever repay you? You can start by getting me into that the Cigarvalon VIP, VIP room. room. Yeah. Um, so well done. Well deduced. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Brilliant stuff. All that remains is to jump over to listener mail, shall we? Uh, yes, I've just got to find it. Raz, who's our next caller? Excellent. So, listener mail this week, lovely to hear from so many of you. It was particularly jubilant across the channels, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, because our beloved key has returned. Sydney Aspaski, our friend and co-host and erstwhile co-host at large, Sydney Aspaski, Steve, says, Great episode and really nice to hear Key back on the podcast. He's much loved and has been missed. Being on the podcast and filling Key's shoes has been an adventure and an exciting challenge. I've enjoyed every moment from watching the episodes to researching details to being grilled in Trivia Corner. Thank you to everyone for welcoming me and accepting me in Key's absence. I, I now look forward to being a regular listener once again. Steve, a.k.a. Sydney Aspasket. Beautiful yeah, I think, words. I think I should just say, because I don't think I mentioned uh, Steve in my very long and truncated list of thank you last <laughs> week. Um, but no, thank you so much to Steve. I think he did an absolutely fantastic job. Um, oh, he did. In, in my absence. Uh, far better than me. I've got some very big shoes to fill. With. <laughs> um, but he was no, a size 10. <laughs> <laughs> I look very much forward to trying to like, do an episode with Steve at some stage. And Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think at the very minimum, when we do a live episode on our ranking, Steve should also contribute his top 10 mm. of the uh i would say he could rank along with us but we'd probably be here for three hours um with three people doing that and <laughs> listeners was, wouldn't you know we could have frigging kelsey doing that with us it'd go on too long um but i think i think at the very least offer him a seat at the table for that sort of thing and of course you know in your absence if you're ever ill or busy or something we want to throw an episode together quickly steve is is out there as co-host at large as i've christened him today um but i'm sure he'll appreciate <laughs> those kind words from uk um, I think next up we've got the chameleon song who says, uh, Key, this is just a bit weird. I just feel like I'm like tooting my own horn here. No, man, really toot that. it, please. Uh, uh, You've been missed, man. <laughs> uh, so the chameleon song who says, Key, so great to hear your voice back on the pod. Uh, somehow I've loved hearing Steve and missed hearing Key in equal measure. And what is really weird about this is my brother is called Steve. Um, that so is true. It just feels like this is like I'm just getting flashbacks to my mom or something like that. <laughs> Um, sorry to hear about your tough times and the loss of your granddad. I shall raise a glass of sherry to him while listening to this pod. An amazing tear to jingle. Thanks so much for including it. But I'm fully expecting and hoping you return to the usual intro next week. So is Chameleon Song the one who did the phenomenal intro? Yes, he that is. is. And let me just tell you, Chameleon, that theme song is going nowhere. Um, that is going to be on every single episode of this podcast until it ends from now on. Um, it's incredible. We are so lucky that someone made that. Um, it just, it, it's ridiculous. Um, there you and, go. And the only thing I can add to that is, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> ding. <laughs> which of course is in his version which is just incredible <laughs> but no um, it is it is absolutely phenomenal and thank you so so much for the kind words it is i know i said it last week but it is really very much appreciated Every, everyone's uh kind words so thank you so very much absolutely and what a username as well i love that very strong um 
I was about to read out my own comment there, which is my post. Askew OJ says, I'm sure I was not alone in goober grinning through this episode. Welcome back, Key. I'm sorry your life has been challenging. I hope things are on an upswing. As far as new listeners go, I think I actually started listening while Key was away, but I started with episode one. I can only assume that's how most people start a podcast. Are there just wild rogues out there picking up a podcast in the middle of its run like a heathen? I definitely have done this on multiple podcasts because I end up getting to them too late. What, what I will often do is I might what, listen to an episode from season three or four, and then if I like it, I'll go back to the start and start fresh. Yeah, because the so, start's always roping. It's not kind of indicative of the quality of the... Yeah. and But if I'd have been in Askew's position, I'd have listened to a season four episode, and, be like, and then gone back to season one. He's like, who's this guy? Yeah. He came from nowhere. What's Steve? Hang on, where's Steve gone? <laughs> you know, that's what would have happened. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, maybe there are people that do that. Uh, the reason Jill, um, italicized friend, is because she was insinuating it was for Frasier, hence why she mentioned the larger size their shoes came in. It's reminiscent of, I have a friend with a problem when you want to talk about an issue you are experiencing, but are too embarrassed to own it as your own. She assumed Frasier was buying women's clothing for himself and trying to cover it with a fictitious friend. Thank you all for sticking with us podcast it's one of my favorite things on the internet please refer to my diagram sincerely askew a couple of people have said this i can't remember last week's episode but w- did we express that we were confused about what what she meant by the friend because i feel like i knew she meant frazier yeah but i think but i think we've somehow put across the fact that we didn't know that i think we may have had a joke of some sort about friend um and I think we yeah. did. I think maybe we were just riffing. Yeah. And I do like the fact, though, that you, I mean, you've got a bit of their, their uh, comment where he's like, shop woman, woman in the shop, cashier in the shop, who's a woman, shop woman. Um, what? Yeah. I, 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 what, is, that, is that a quote from the episode? I think that's me and you trying to work out how to say shop woman. Was that what was that was that was what happened? Because I, 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 I was I was worried when I reread that that we'd been really misogynistic or something and called her like no. a shop man. No, I think we tried to say shop woman, decided it sounded sounded weird, and went to cashier, woman in the shop, shop woman, and and I think it took us too long to get to a very oh, normal okay. phrase. Well, I'm sorry for a skew because I I kind of left <laughs> that out in a kind of self preservation, worrying that we'd been really gross, but I think it was just a joke. Um, next up, I think we've got uh, Hammy, who says, well, 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 what a familiar voice. And whilst I remember a fantastic jingle, um, I feel I need to quote Niles, but replace Daphne's name with Key, uh, you know, from season 10 when he had his surgery. <laughs> Kieran, Kieran, Kieran. <laughs> um, good to see you back, my friend. Thanks for sharing your recent experiences. And from New Zealand to you, Kia Ora, my friend. Kia Ora. Uh, that's a respected Maori greeting. Peace, lads. And as always, up the villa. Well, let's. It will be up the villa if we get Mauricio Pochettino in. It's um, not going to happen. Though. It's not going to happen. But the Telegraph are running with it. So, I mean, I don't feel feel like Gerald's ever going to leave, and it breaks my heart. He has to leave. Um, he has just, to leave. I just, I, yeah, He's I got one more game. He's got one more game. Yeah, I think if we don't, if we lose against Brentford next week, I think we're gone. But, I really, really. I mean, I really think we could go down this year. Actually, I think if you mm. look at the teams around us, other than us and Forest, who's who else looks like they're really, you know, Leicester will pick up. Leicester, pick Leicester up. and Wolves, yeah, and then hope um, that like someone yeah. like Bournemouth or Fulham have a cataclysmic. Yeah, I mean they're unbeaten in six. Fulham have had a great start to the season. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not good looking um, for Villa. It's not. Um, Casquatch says, our much ballyhooed key. 
So sorry to hear about your hard times and hope that your, your return to the pod means you are starting to find some normalcy again. Steve will also be sorely missed, which makes me wonder if there's a place for three hosts. You're all wonderful. Here's to better days ahead. Casquatch, a.k.a. Big Green Christmas Present. Lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Um, and then I think the last, but by no means least, I think we've got MK Mischief Knight. Says, gents, Key, welcome back. And hopefully life takes many positive turns soon. We missed you. At least I missed you. Uh, <laughs> it's good to know. Go on, person. Thank you. Okay. Um, don't want to speak for any, everyone who went away with the great schism. Um, slick episode, uh, nonetheless, and happy to hear the brother wills, the brothers will and key back together. <laughs> on way of listening. Um, part of me wants to think that when you pushed out, sat down to record, Will somehow pushed out Key's chair with his virtual foot to welcome Key back a la Frasier and Niles at the end of the frame. <laughs> that would have um, been so good. I came squeaking into the room. And, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Ray, Halloween. Yes, I was planning my Halloween display with your bodies. Um, but since we're not using the metric system over here, I don't know how to build the frames once Will told me your height in centimetres. <laughs> More maybe to come. Halloween. I'm just dead. I'm just undead. Not uncouth. Not uncouth. That's a good line. Absolutely amazing. And that was only posted an hour ago. I don't know wow. if Corey realises how close it was to that not being in the episode, but there we, there so we that have was, it. We were mid-episode when that came through. Yeah, we were mid-episode, so that's wow. awesome. We were um, famously filibustering for time because we had nothing to talk about. That's exactly what was happening. Um, so, so awesome to hear from so many of you. Um, there's there's other comments I could read from Facebook and Twitter that were equally equally lovely in return, uh, on, on Key's return. Stephen Campbell on Twitter said, he's your very own Chopper Dave. Um, not Maggie says, Key, oh, how I've missed you. Please tell me you are back for good. Um, Tara Hellier put, Key, welcome back. <laughs> Hassan Al Habib said, "Oh my lord, tears in my eyes" in capital letters. Um, Trees specified they're happy or sad. <laughs> Someone called Trees put key is back and three heart emojis. Um, it is. It, it, it suffice to say, you are you've been so missed, and we we really love having you back. And if you go anywhere, we'll kill you. This is a bigger reaction than I got from my family when I went missing for a week. Where did um, you go missing? No, it's just a joke. <laughs> Thank God I panicked. Um, I like, don't go missing, lad. Um, next week, we will be unseasonably, though not that far away, yeah. looking at perspectives on Christmas. I'm someone who loves Christmas, and I don't care when we do Christmas stuff. And I think the earlier you can start celebrating Christmas, the better, really. So I'm quite looking forward to perspectives on Christmas. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one for me because I start my Christmas run-throughs on like the 1st of November. And as mm. you know, I have TV shows and films. Uh, and I'd like before... to join you this year. Yeah, sure, mate. I would really like to join you, whether yeah. that's virtually on one day, we both watch the same thing, or I'd like to come see you. Yeah, and sure, let, mate. And, and, let's, and, and let's watch something and get some food in and, you know, yeah. just make a Christmas vibe. Let's absolutely do it. Let's have a, a we're listening Christmas. Mm. Yeah. And like, even if it's really boring for like listeners, we could just still freaking live stream or something. We're just, you know, yeah. Key and I are together. We haven't just... ever recorded in the same room. Um, that is true. That's absolutely true, isn't it? No, yeah. I think I think let's let's freaking do that. That'd be awesome. Let's absolutely do it. Mate. I am always free. So... <laughs> well, there you go. So yeah. that sounds awesome to me. Um, but yeah, Perspectives on Christmas is next. Um, yeah, very looking, exciting for, one. looking forward to that. I would say, yeah, it'd be an interesting one. It'd be, I think it's a, a strong one. 
it is a strong. I think there's so many strong Frasier Christmas episodes. They're all pretty good. Aren't these they? no ones go. I mean, there's not yeah. many misses. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's about a week earlier than I would usually start. But hell, what the hell? I'm all, I'm here for it. Let's just start a week early for Christmas this year. Oh yeah, man. Um, hell yeah. Will's birthday is a thing of the past. Let's skip Halloween and it's going. <laughs> yeah, in fact, you can be interesting. Actually, you can be 26 for another year, mate. <laughs> next oh i'm just trying to think when we'll be recording actually so next a week today i will be in manchester that's fine i'm possibly in london i'm not too sure mm, I'm look at us i'm definitely in london on the wednesday okay so let's earmark well really it could be the tuesday the thursday or the friday um i'm happy with any of those let's let's maybe earmark the tuesday yeah and there you go we'll, we'll hopefully be recording perspectives then yeah other than that, I've been Will. I've been Key. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening.